Psalms 139. Verses 13 through 16. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them. If I were to count them, they would be more than the sands. I awake and I'm still with you. Would you pray with me? Father, Thank you that we matter to you. You owe nothing to us. And yet you gave everything for us. That humbles me, Father. That makes me just lay down my life. For you. Because you laid it all down for me. Father, forgive us, forgive us, forgive us for not loving people as you love them. Not reflecting your grace and your love as you are drawing and pursuing every single person on this earth. And I pray right now, God, that you would open our ears, open our eyes, open our hearts to what you, through your Holy Spirit, through your word, and through your servant this morning, show us your heart. In Jesus' name, amen. All people, all people, this is a participatory service, say all people. All people matter to the one true God. All people. You matter to God. You. Even you matter to God. All of you. We are not objects. The only thing that we truly are. Get this are recipients of God's affection. You're not an object. What are you? You are a recipient of unconditional love. And your worth, yes, I'm talking to you, your worth and your value 
is not based on what you can do or can't do. It's not based on the color of your skin. It's not based on your education. Those in the back row, in the lobby, it's not based on how much money we have. It's not based on what kind of car we drive. It's not based on how much talent we have or the shape of your body. It's not even based on the success and if your success ever reaches the TV or computer screen. Rather, and if you're a note taker, go ahead and write this down. Rather, your value and your worth are grounded completely in the unconditional, radical love of God. Period. Don't forget the period if you're taking notes. You, listen, this is why I'm excited about this series. You are so radically, intimately, richly, and deeply loved, unconditionally. Why? Why in the world would that be? It's because you matter to God. People matter to God. You are his plan A. And the purpose of this series called Plan A developed and designed by your pastoral team, Pastor Daniel and Pastor Jacob, and a little bit of myself. I'm going to start this series, and I'm going to end this series. And the other pastors are going to truly bleed their hearts of what God is convicting us of what we need to understand about God's DNA, God's heartbeat for you, for his community, and for the world. Because if we want to be a people blessed by God, proclaiming Jesus as Lord, we need to understand God's heart. And the purpose of this series is for us to truly see and experience God's DNA his heart for his people, for people, all people, his very own creation. But hear me. The real life change, friends, the real life change, and Elevation Community Church's vision is to see real people find real hope in Jesus, in real relationships, finding and experiencing real life change. So the real life change is not just seeing and experiencing God's heart. It's now understanding that this truth begins more and more to blossom in our lives and we begin to live our lives in view of how God sees us and we reciprocate it in how God sees other people. Because other people matter to God. So I'm going to ask you as we start this series, I'm going to ask you a question that I want all of you, I'm going to challenge all of you to seriously give thought to. Seriously. Why do I exist? Why do you exist? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Why do you exist? If you're watching on live stream, answer that. Why do you exist? 
The Bible tells us clearly why we exist. Yes, 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 it is to worship God. To give glory to God. All creation will praise God. If we don't, the rocks will cry out, the Bible says. However, in order to get to the worship and giving glory to God, we have to understand the core reason of why we exist. And it's this. To be known by and unconditionally loved by your creator. That's why you exist. And then the byproduct of that is we reciprocate that love by loving whom God loves. Why I excluded the worship part in this definition is if you don't reciprocate that love by loving whom God loves, it's false worship. It's not worship to God. Because God's heart is to be in relationship with people, to be known by and unconditionally loved by our creator. But then we worship him and we give back to him and we love him by loving whom God loves. So who does God love? All people. So do me a favor, all in the sanctuary and at home when you're watching, look to the person beside you, to your left, to your right. Go ahead. I should see heads moving, right? Guess what? They matter to God. Now look at the person's head in front of you. That person matters to God. Daniel, the person in front of you, hi. <laughs> Remember that, okay? And now... Everybody turn around and look and wave at the person behind you. <laughs> gotcha. They matter to God. And it's easy. It's really easy to say yes and amen to that because we're the body of Christ. We're Christians. We're to love each other. Now let's go outside these walls to Eagle Martin Drive. And if you go left on 28 or right on 28, those people matter to God. Every one of them. Those in your workplace, every single one of them matter to God. Most of the teens are gone on a retreat. But teens, college students, those in your school matter to God. Even those students who come in with a gun and tragically shoot other people matter to God. We're gonna, it's going to get hard in here. It, it, it's going to get difficult. And we're going to step on our toes. But we need to understand God's heart. The people... On the opposite side of your political party, they matter to God. Trump supporters matter to God. Hillary supporters matter to God. Supporters of ISIS? What? Terrorists? What? They matter to God. They matter to God. Fact check me. Go to the word of God and see that. Those who don't share the same beliefs as you. 
those who don't live the same actions or live the lives with actions than you do, those who don't share the same sexuality and lifestyle that you do, they matter to our Lord and Savior. All people, including even you and me, matter to God. Why? I'm so glad you asked. Because we have a series just all about that. It's called Plan A. People are what matters to God. People are what matters to God. And the next point that we're going to really sit and simmer in for the rest of this service is this. His plan A, us, is in constant pursuit of people. Constant. Well, God has abandoned me. No, he hasn't. His plan A is to be with us in relationship and to be in us forever. That's his plan A. There is no plan B with God. His plan A is to be with you in relationship, for that's why you were created, and to be not just with us, but in us, all around us, all consuming us. God in us. That's his plan A from the start. To be so preciously, intimately close, purely intimately close, perfectly one with you and with me and with all people. That's his plan A, church. The all-holy, the all-righteous, the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the all-present God known by you. And you known by him. And radically loved by him. That, my friends, is plan A. This amazing and reckless longing and pursuit to be with the people that he loves is clearly seen from the beginning of time. Throughout all of creation, throughout every single word, person, and story through the Bible. Throughout all history and here today on April 8th, 2018. Until the earth as we know it passes away and then guess what? Forevermore. That's his plan A. That is his plan A. There's no other plan. That's pl his plan A. Now get this. Get this. God has never stopped creating a space to be in relationship with his people. Think about it. God has never stopped creating a space to be in relationship with his people. And we're going to look at these spaces. So if you don't believe me now, my prayer is that you will see that God has never stopped pursuing us Those of you who feel like you've been given a bad deck of cards in life. Maybe you feel like God's truly abandoned you. Maybe you even think he's punishing you. And you deserve it. 
that couldn't be farther from the truth. Because as we see God's plan A, at the very core of God's heart, there is a divine longing to be with people in perfect relationship with you, with me, with all people. So for the next several minutes, we're going to look at God's plan A play out. I really encourage you, write this down, type this in your phone. Because I want you to truly understand this. Because when you do, when you do, you will not see God the same anymore. And when you do, you will see people totally different. And when you do, the things around you, the things you do, the things you think, they will change. Because when you get a glimpse of God's heart, you cannot stay the same. So as we look at God creating space, the God Almighty, let's start with the first one. God Almighty created the heavens and the earth. All of creation was for who? Was for him, but it was also for man and woman. To enjoy all of God and to give glory back to God. There was, get this, and you experienced this, you heard this, you saw this on the Good Friday walkthrough experience. There was no brokenness. There was no darkness, there was no sickness, there was no war, there was no division, there was no hate and no death. It was perfect. God's plan A. Perfection. Oneness. And so the Garden of Eden in the book of Genesis gives us a beautiful picture of God's plan A of what our relationship with God should be. Could you say should be with me? Should be. It's his plan A. Should be. The tree of life sat in the garden with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil on the other side. The tree of life represented God's plan A. To be with his people in perfection, in oneness, in unity. Heaven on earth. But as we read forward in Genesis 3, what happens? Man botches it all up. Man messes the plan up and sin enters the picture. Oh, no. Plan A is ruined, right? Let's see. So in light of this series, let's look at a perfect definition of sin. You ready? You want to know what sin is? You ready? Sin is simply exchanging God's plan A for a counterfeit plan A. Let me say it again. The definition of sin 
is exchanging God's truth, his plan A, for what really is a plan B, but it's a counterfeit, perverted, and twisted to look like plan A. We see this in the garden. They were in perfection, God's glory. Why would they want anything else? Who in their right mind would trade that? It's because they were lied to. And they believed the lie. The evil one took the perfection and perverted it. He took the plan A and he twisted it and made it a counterfeit. And let me say this. The biggest life-altering lie that comes from the father of lies, Satan himself, that he will bring to your front door is that God's plan, A, is not all it seems to be. It worked with Eve. It worked with Adam. And so often it works on us. God is withholding from you. If you eat of the fruit, if you do this, if you do that, you will become like God. What? And so all of a sudden, God can't be trusted anymore. And if God can't be trusted, do you realize that we can't have a perfect, intimate relationship? Married people, those who want to get married in a relationship, if you don't have trust, you don't have a solid relationship, do you? And so what happened in sin is it separated us from God, but it did so much more as it broke the trust of our good, good father. Don't ever believe that crap. Don't believe it. Because it's a counterfeit. And the evil one is out to destroy your relationship, God's plan A, with you. So, moving on. By the way, you're made in the likeness of your creator. I have a message for you. Don't believe the counterfeit. You know why? Because plan A, you're created in his image. Adam and Eve were convinced otherwise. They were already like God. They already had it all. And they believed the lie that God could not be trusted so many of us are living, believing that lie. So now sin has messed up plan A, hasn't it? It's broken everything. How can that now be God's plan A? Guess God, you got to go to plan B. And there are Christians out there that believe that they, God used plan B. They don't understand God's heart because that's not what happened. So, 
we need to understand something. And I'm going slow just so you would understand this. If we don't understand the distinction between God's plan A and sin, we will go down the same path again that Adam and Eve and humankind has gone down of not trusting God. And no intimate, incredible, reciprocal relationship can be built without trust. So was sin God's plan A? Was sin God's plan A? No. No, it never was. Sin is what robbed us of the relationship of that perfection and oneness with God. It's not God's plan A. But let us not forget the character of God. Sin was not God's plan A. But people were. And people are God's plan A. You see... An all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving God knew before, this is where the distinction is clear, knew before the foundations of the earth, before he even spun the galaxies into existence, and before he poured his breath into man, he knew that man would choose to believe plan B. He knows all things. And because a relationship that's built on trust and love, it's also built on free will of choice. Who wants to be in a relationship where they cannot choose that relationship? And because people matter and God loves all people, he gave us the choice to choose him, but he knew that we would not choose him. He wasn't like, oh my gosh, look what happened. My plan A is ruined. They just pulled the wool over my eye. What am I going to do? God knew and still pursued me and you. I love how that rhymes. God knew and God pursued me and you. That is the distinction. Sin is not God's plan A, but you are. And we'll see it unfold as we go forward. And so, even in the light of sin, now they couldn't stay in the garden, but even in the light of sin, we see God create another space to be with man and woman. So let's go to the next place. God's plan A in this moment of time, which was the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, was called the tabernacle, the temple. I really encourage you to read that in Exodus of how God sets that up. God's plan A is to always be with his people. And so he was with his people, but from a distance. His presence could only be in which that is holy, blameless, righteous, and perfect. Remember that for later, okay? And so God dwelt in the most holy place of the tabernacle that was divided by a curtain that could not be torn, or so they thought. And man could not be 
in the divine, most holy presence of God, they wouldn't be able to survive. So one high priest represented all the people would go in once a year and offer an atonement to God for the sins of the people. But God was there by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Why? Because his plan A is to be with people. How cool is that? So God makes a covenant with people through the leader of Israel, Moses. Now this covenant is important to know that this is a I will if you will covenant. And I won't if you won't agreement. That's the old covenant. Thank goodness we're not living in the old covenant. It's the I will love you and protect you and provide for you if you obey my commandments. If you don't obey me and you don't worship me and you go to other gods, I won't be with you. I won't bless you. I won't protect you. That was the covenant God was creating because he was building a nation. He was building a civilization. And so God meets with Moses. And when Moses comes down from the Mount Sinai, he brought all of God's rules, terms, and conditions. Now get this. Hear me. Hear me, hear me. However, following these commandments like a list of rules was never God's plan A. Let that sink in. Was never God's plan A. But because of sin and God wanted to continue his plan A and be with people, he created the law. The Apostle Paul in Galatians 3, which I'm so excited for next week as Pastor Daniel unveils the old covenant and what Jesus is doing and setting a new standard for us as followers of Christ. But Galatians 3 calls the law a guardian. Think of a guardrail. The law is good. It's a guardrail for your life, especially ancient Israel. It was to keep them on the path, the straight and narrow, but it was to do more than that. It was to point them to the real thing that was coming that will eventually be replaced by a greater covenant, and we're going to see that next week. As we look at all these important commandments, however, don't just throw them away. Don't just skim over them, because what you're going to see as you read them is the laws, even though there's so many of them and they're confusing and complicated, they're about loving God and loving people. That's all it's about. Loving God and loving people. Read it. and Find God's heart in that. But even in sin, in this old covenant, God longs to be with people and he's constantly pursuing his people, dwelling in perfect relationship with his people. That is his plan A. So even in Israel's back and forth, faithfulness, unfaithful. Faithful, unfaithful, faithful, makes your head spin when you read it all. God continues to create a space for the nation of Israel through the temple structure model to show us the relationship with God of what it needed to be. The garden is what it should be. The tabernacle is what it needs to be. And so now jumping forward hundreds of years, to when Jesus came to set a brand new covenant, he made it very clear that he did not come to abolish or do away with the law, as some teach. He came to fulfill it, every one of it. 
so we come to the New Testament to where we see a brand new space. Are you with me? A brand new space created, and that space was created at the cross of Calvary and the empty tomb. Follow me. This is where God sends his one and only perfect son, God the Son, as the perfect sacrifice to take our sins and our punishment. And he bore the penalty of your sin by being nailed to the cross where his blood sealed the deal for you and me. Why? God's plan A. To be with and in us. So time out. Time out. Many of you are asking this. Well, that means Jesus was God's plan B. No. You know how I know? Go to 1 Peter. Tap your neighbor and says, this is going to be good. Listen up. Listen, listen. This is amazing. This should get you on your seat, out of your seat. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you. Isn't it plan B that Jesus, because of sin, just came and had to be crucified? This answers it. Paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors' sin. And the ransom he paid was not mere gold or silver. It was the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Mm. The sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom. Get this. Long before the world began. Jesus Christ was crucified, dead and buried. Before time even began. That is one incredible God. He knew that we would choose plan B. But his plan A all along was his precious son, Jesus. To redeem us. To cleanse us. To pay for us. You are bought with a price. You were sealed on the cross. Just as in the garden, God was pursuing in the relationship of what it should be. And then dwelling with the nation of Israel through the temple and the tabernacle, God was showing us what it needed to be. And through the cross and resurrection, hear me, he took it all on him and did it all for you. Showing us now of what that relationship can be. You see plan A unfold? And if we begin to grasp what it costs Jesus to buy us back from the slavery of sin and wash us clean so that we can now be holy, set apart, blameless, perfect in his sight, we will see God's heart differently. Hear me, hear me, hear me. This is so important. If we start... To see that through the lens of his matchless, never-ending grace, we will never, ever again wrestle with if we are right with God or not. So many of you struggle day by day by day because your prayer life isn't what, you should, what it should be or what you want it to be. 
And you're not loving God like you know you should. And so maybe you're not right with God. Rubbish. Bull. That is not the word of God. And then that, that tells us if we believe that, that the cross of Jesus wasn't enough. Because I got to get right with God again. And I got to get on my knees and I got to take communion and I got to confess my sins. Yes, that's all important. But we have to understand that it was paid for once and for all before the world began. You are God's plan A. And it gets even better. You remember that God wants to be in relationship with you, with me? Hear me. All eyes up here. Hear me, hear me, hear me. Now, because of Jesus washing us clean, making us whole, now the building of the temple. The spirit, the presence of God is no longer there. Because man and woman, because of Jesus Christ, are right with God. Guess where God's presence is? Right here. He lives in you and me, and we are now temples of the most high God. I sure hope that rocks your socks, because it does mine. The cross and the resurrection is the relationship with God of what it now can be. God in us. If you proclaim Jesus as your Savior and your Lord and you believe that he is your Savior, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Now live like it. Let his power Move in your life because you're made right with God and it's nothing you've done. It's only by grace that you've been saved. And there's another space that God created in his plan A. You're like, what? That's, isn't that it? Yeah, God, God wants us to literally live in and through his presence now. Abundant living now. Christians, a lot of people don't want to be a Christian because they see you live the same as they do. You have something so different. You have the God of creation in you. You are new. You should be totally different than those who don't know their Savior. Guess what? We're going to see as this series rolls on, you are God's plan A to those who are far from God. That's why God wants to give us his spirit and live inside of us because there's no way that we can reach those who are lost unless we have the love, the heart of God in us. And so the last space, the last space that God created in his plan A, we see what that relationship created in the garden with the tree of life, as we read Revelations this week, 
in our chapter a day. We haven't stopped. We're just in a different series, but we haven't stopped a chapter a day. What we're going to see is God's plan A is not death. We see what our relationship with God will be. You follow me? God's plan is not death. God's plan A is not death. And even so, if our earthly bodies, not if, when our earthly bodies die, those who choose relationship, remember, choose. From the garden, relationship is choice, free will. Those who choose Jesus will never die. Why? This is why we celebrate Easter, y'all. Are you with me? It's because he trampled over and conquered hell, death, and the grave. He did it all. And so those who have Jesus in their lives, the Holy Spirit, the holy presence of God living inside of you, we will be glorified with Jesus as we leave these earthly bodies. Glorified. We will see Jesus in all his fullness. And guess what? We will be like him. We will be like him forever in paradise, forevermore. No fear, no pain, no sickness, no tears, just absolute, complete, mind-blowing, life-giving, eternal perfection. That's what it will be. And when we begin to see, I'm almost done, I promise. Listen, when we begin to see how God's plan A is all because people matter to God, we will begin to see things different. You will begin to experience real life change. You will begin to see your lives different. You will begin to see the cross and the resurrection differently. And we will begin to see others differently. And in the coming weeks, we will discover that That because he now dwells with us and in us, that is God's plan A to those who matter most to God. Who matters most to God? Hopefully you've been listening. Everybody. All people made in God's image. Every single person without exception is made in the image of God and is deeply loved by God and pursued by God. Not just people in your comfortable, likable sphere. Those who you tolerate. Those are easy to love. Come on. But all people. All people. So your application this week. And the band can come up. In the coming weeks. Especially this week. Let's just start with one week. One day at a time. I want you to lock eyes with every person that you can, that you have the opportunity at work, on the streets, in the car, wherever you are, shopping mall, lock eyes with them. And if they don't lock eyes with you, it's okay. But I want you to lock eyes with them. I don't care what they're wearing. I don't care whose hand they're holding. I don't care what political party they stand for. You need to understand that God loves that person so much that he gave Jesus for him or her. Start looking at people and tell yourself that they matter most to God.
Lord, just help us to become aware. We ask you, God, to show us your heart, your unconditional love for people. All people. For while we were yet sinners, you died before the foundations of the world. And now what I want you to do is I want you to open your eyes. And I want you to stand up. And I want you to focus on one thing. And I don't say this arrogantly at all. But I want you to focus on my voice. I want all eyes on me. No moving around. If you got to go to the bathroom, please hold it. <laughs> kidding, kidding. I want, you, I want you to hear me. This is important. <laughs> With someone just going to the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry. So instead of closing your eyes, bowing your heads, I want all eyes open. And Holy Spirit, speak right now. All unbelief, all doubt, all fear has to go. From the beginning of time, He loved you. He chose you. He created you. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. For what? Relationship with God. Oh, the overwhelming, never ending reckless love of God oh it chases me down fights till I'm found and it leaves the 99 I couldn't earn it and I don't deserve it yet he gave his life away oh the overwhelming never ending reckless love of God I want you to know that he today is jealous for you. If love's like a hurricane, you're a tree. And bending within the wind and waves and mercy. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm a, unaware by these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me God's affections are for you oh how he loves you oh how he loves you he loves you so and we are his portion you are his prize Mm, drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes. Get this. If grace is an ocean, guess what? We're all sinking. And heaven meets earth like a big, wet, sloppy kiss. And my heart 
turns violently inside of my chest. I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about the way He loves me. Yeah, He loves me. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves Yes, He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves us. Oh, how He loves With your eyes open, I want to invite you to receive that love. And maybe you've been walking in relationship with God for a long time. And you've had your guard up. And you haven't truly received His love and mercy that are new every morning. And you want to restore that. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I'm right here. I come to you. If that's you, and you just want a fresh start with Jesus, and to begin to live God's plan A for your life, to be with Him forever, starting now, His presence in you. If that's you, just raise your hand wherever you're at. Just raise your hand unashamedly. I want a fresh start. Amen. 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 And guess what? Maybe you have never experienced the love of God until just this moment. And He wants you to know that you are loved, that you matter, and you are right in His sight if you just understand that Jesus died for you. If for the first time you want to enter a relationship with Jesus, and you want to experience that spiritual life, a brand new creation, would you just raise your hand? Right where you're at, just raise your hand. Amen. Amen. People, 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 God's plan A is happening right now. God's plan A is happening right now because people matter and you matter to God. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you that you came to our rescue. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you've never given up on us and you always pursue us with your reckless love. And I pray right now, God, that you would just move in people's hearts, that you would open our eyes, that chains would fall off, that the veil over our eyes would just fall off, God, would be lifted. We would see you for who you are that you came to our rescue. We want to live for you. In Jesus' name.